68% of people struggle with this once a week. Four in ten officers are affected by it. A third of our lives are spent in this place. 70 million people have a disorder of some kind, and there are 80 different types of disorders. Women do this less, and men are louder while they do it. And because of the current environment and COVID stats, I must share one of those with you that the affected rate of 74.8% of cases have a hard time with this as well. So this is Wood and Ash, and welcome to Mental Policing. Welcome back, and uh, those of you that now have joined us on um, Facebook and YouTube, thank you for showing up. Thank you, Brianne, for letting us know we were having issues. Yes, we did not know that. I was on a roll and just talking, but I enjoy giving you guys these statistics for a couple of reasons. Two, really. Half of the reason is I like to see what um, half of you guys think I'm going to talk about as far as the innuendos behind it, because I know half of my um, audience is already, their minds traveled off over here. The other half of you are trying to figure out where I'm going with that, and that's fun to me. So <clears throat> that's why I do that. But this is a topic that affects me directly. It's um, almost every night, not every single, but I would say probably five out of seven nights. So I can feel the pain of the others that struggle with this particular um, issue. So I'm going to tell a story to relate it. About 12 years ago or so, I took a trip out of town with some friends. And I only had one or two kids at the time. And that's hard to imagine now with how many that I do have. Um, but we took a trip out of town with another couple. And we shared a condo with them. And they had two kids at the time. Um, since then, now we could fill up a small bus. But... Um, <clears throat> We, we get out of town, uh, we have a great day with them. We go out, we go to the splash pads, we go to the arcades, dump um, quarters in because it wasn't a nickel arcade, it was a quarter place and dollars. And Anyway, we have a lot of fun with the kids and we wear them out, we get home, we watch a little movie and they're pooped, they go to sleep. Then the adults go to bed a little bit later and because we have small children, we can't stay up late all night. Those of you with small children, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Well, as happens with little ones, um, my friend wakes up to the cries of her daughter. So she gets up, she changes her, she feeds her, and she's uh, rocking, soothing her to sleep in the living area of this uh, condo. <clears throat> uh, the next thing she knows is I walk in from outside. She greets me. I give no uh, reaction to her. I just walk on by. I was outside. Um, 
And when I came in, I only had shorts on, no shirt, no socks, no shoes. And I just walked on by, went in the room, and that was it. So the next morning, we wake up, and she says to me, what, where were you? What were you doing? And I said, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> she goes, well, you came in from outside wearing your shorts. I assumed something was going on. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. To this day, we still don't know where I went, what I did, what happened. I was sleepwalking. And <clears throat> I will say that I'm, I'm a pretty crazy sleeper sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I've punched things. I've jumped off of beds. Not me. Not her. The wall. Um, in high school, I did punch some buddies. Uh, I've jumped off of the bed. I've broke teeth out sleeping, <laughs> sleepwalked, talked. So obviously I have some issues when I sleep. So this was something kind of new, but just kind of shrugged it off. Like, yeah, yeah, he's got problems sleeping. So <clears throat> unfortunately, though, uh, this is a common, not sleepwalking, sleeping in general is a common problem with law enforcement. <clears throat> it's a very common problem in society as, as a whole, but as my statistic said, four in six officers struggle with sleep. That's a lot. Uh, that's 66, seven, 67 percent of officers have a hard time sleeping, and that's that's not good. Um, <clears throat> why don't we get enough sleep? Well, we work too much. Um, many of us have stayed over our shift uh, because we get caught, trying to get caught up on that night's work. And if you work a grave shift and you caught. And you, and you have to stay late, then it throws off the whole next day's sleep cycle, the routine, and so now you're more tired, you're more groggy, you get less sleep, and then you got to be back to work, which then means more work, less sleep, and it builds and builds and builds. So part of the problem is we don't allow our bodies to get caught up and rest. We can't recuperate from the previous day's activities, and uh, oftentimes we have that adrenaline that stays with us that doesn't go away, and so our bodies can't rest fully, so we're just up all the time. But it's very, very dangerous. Studies suggest that being awake for 24 hours is similar to having a blood alcohol content of 0 0.10. So most states, I think the legal limit's 08 here it's 04 because I don't know why. And then a point one is considerably more. So it's double that of what we would arrest somebody for here. If somebody's driving at a point one, they're going to get arrested. They're going to get in some trouble. It's very dangerous. They could crash. But yet we often drive that sleepy. And we justify it because, well, the job and, and people and depend on us and life and Sleep is paramount to our well-being. Um, I get being understaffed and overworked, but we have to sleep. Being sleep-deprived increases the potential for accidents, work injuries, misjudgment on calls, um, more assaults, and um, on officers happen when they're sleep-deprived. More car accidents happen uh, the U.S. alone spends, I think, $31 billion in vehicle, motor vehicle accidents on people that are sleepy behind the wheel. So you can see this is a problem. If you're too tired to work, your judgment also might be impaired. Your perception reaction time is slower. 
And this could be the difference between walking away, being injured, or heaven forbid, even worse. So sleep is very, very important. Not to mention, sleep affects our work, but not to mention also affects home. Which is where I come in. That's your cue. <laughs> That's my I'm too, I also am going to share a story about uh, my childhood. Um, my, my dad will be the first person, he tells everybody that his weakest trait is patience. And when the man is sleep deprived, danger, danger. And so growing <laughs> up as a kid, um, we always knew that my dad coming home from work was questionable. You had no idea how we, how it was going to be. Um, we were always walking on eggshells and two, two different people could walk through that door. One would be a chipper, happy, upbeat dad. The other one was a sleep deprived dad and he had no patience and he was angry and it was, uh, he was never abusive, but he just was, just didn't have any patience. We would always get in trouble. We would not go to bed early. Not as pleasant as he normally pleasant. is. Yes, thank yes. you. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't want anybody to think my dad is abusive. <laughs> He's not. He is a good man. Um, so we always, I'm the, I get it. Now being an adult, having kids of my own, like I understand the challenges that come with getting sleep, getting enough sleep and that sometimes it's just not possible. It just doesn't happen that way. Uh, but you have to do the very best that you can to help each other out. It goes back to our last episode, working as a team. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. take turns, you take yeah. naps as much as you can, if you can. And uh, any little bit counts every here and there. If you think about it, for those that have had um, small children, and if you do it as a team, you understand that, there's a balance. Some nights mom has to get rest. Some nights dad has to get rest. Yes. Even if you if you don't have children, you just have a puppy, you know how that goes because it's very similar. Same. That puppy wakes you up in the night and somebody's got to let that puppy out. Well, if, you, if only one person's doing it all the time, that person's going to become too fatigued to continue to do it. And so problems can arise. So be willing to be a team and share the responsibility. Understand that your spouse needs to sleep. And also understand that your other spouse needs a break from, or partner, whatever they are. They also need a break from the everyday duties as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, there was a sleep study that was done in 2003 out of Berkeley. It tracked 78 couples for two weeks. And um, basically a sleepless night is associated with greater relationship conflicts the following day, which we all knew, know. But um, they, there were four processes that poor sleep uh, affected the most. There, there was less, they had less empathy. Um, the worse couples slept, the less empathy they showed towards their partners. Um, uh, after a bad night's sleep, not only did they find it difficult to judge their partner's emotions, but it was difficult for their partner to read them in turn. So uh, there was more negativity. There yeah. will always be bad feelings at some stage in a relationship, but um, to be a good relationship overall, these should be massively outweighed by the good feelings. Um, conflict resolution problems 
Uh, when tired, couples found it harder to resolve their differences. Mm. And the last one is selfishness. Poor sleep can induce more selfish feelings in partners and they feel less able to appreciate and feel gratitude towards the other. Mm. So uh, there, there is such a thing as getting up on the wrong side of the bed. But when you wake up from a sleepless night, you feel grouchy and spread the grouch to your mm. partner. So even... Yeah. So get some sleep. It makes you a better parent. <laughs> it makes you a better partner and it makes you a better team player in general. Yes. Um, along with that, we need as adults six to eight hours of sleep each day. Anyone that says that they're fine to function on three or four might be for a little while, but over, it generally up. it will uh, catch up and you'll be less uh, proficient in what it is you're trying to do. So, Something you could try and take a nap um, as applicable. I don't particularly like to take naps, but my body knows when it's not had enough sleep. And so I'll fall asleep and take a nap whether I want to or not. <laughs> uh, lack of sleep also hurts our overall health. When we're tired, we have less energy. True. With less energy, we don't want to move as much. So we don't exercise as much and we remain seated more often. And I'm not just talking exercise, I'm talking in general. When we're tired, we sit on our butts and we don't do anything. So come the weekend, uh, particularly now it's NFL weekend, you know, we want to sit around and watch some football on the TV or basketball or whatever the case may be, baseball. So we don't do anything. So we sit on our butts um, because we're tired. And the less amount that we move, the less our health is, or the more our health is affected, the less healthy we are. And that then starts to affect our weight. And then we gain weight. And then once we gain weight, we have even less energy. And so then that builds. And then it's harder to sleep the heavier we are because then you uh, can uh, develop issues like sleep apnea. It's just uncomfortable uh, back pain and different things like that. So one way to help sleep is actually exercise. So exercise reduces stress. It increases your endorphins and makes you feel good. So it eliminates a lot of that stress. It also helps uh, burn off some of that adrenaline that you had picked up during your shift or throughout the week. And so the more you exercise or if you exercise and build a routine, even if it's, you know, walking around the block a few times, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel better. You can help shed some of the trauma you're experiencing from the job. And when we can shed some of that, we sleep better. We stay more active. Our weight doesn't get affected as much. And most importantly, our minds have the opportunity to shut off and relax. If we can find the balance between sleep and exercise, our overall mental health is better. It benefits tremendously. Um, Our mind, our thoughts, our actions are more clear and they're sharper. And that's what we need to be to be proficient in this job and be better at our job and not be that grumpy, stereotypical, everybody goes to jail officer. Um, You'll make better judgments if you're better rested and you're healthier. So make sleep a priority. Black out your windows. Ask people to be quiet. Um, Even if you have to ask a neighbor that's typically loud at a certain time, hey, can you keep it down during this time or whatever, Do what you got to do to make sure you get the rest that you need. Remember, the job is a job, and if we aren't able to do it safely, 
maybe we shouldn't be out there doing it. So take care of yourself for your sake, for your family's sake, and for your department's sake. And I know it's late because it's always late when we record because we have the kids. So this is Wood. And Ash. Get a good night's sleep, Mm. rest up, and we'll see you on the next one. Good night. You say at least it was worth a try.